0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Darrell Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we return to the book of Ezekiel, where the Lord tells the prophet to join two sticks together. Judah and Joseph will be one kingdom with one king. God will make an everlasting covenant of peace with them. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Ezekiel chapter 37 on Simply the Bible.
0: Ezekiel 37, 38, and 39 are exciting prophetic chapters simply because they are coming to pass before our eyes. In the first part of chapter 37, God gave Ezekiel a vision of dry bones. And then he asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? While the prophet watched, the bones came together and formed muscle, flesh, and skin. Then God told Ezekiel to prophesy to the breath. He did this so that breath came into them and they lived and became a great army. God said that in the same way, he would cause his people to come up out of their graves and return to the land of Israel. We have seen the beginning of this as God has brought the Jews back into their homeland from all over the world after they have been scattered throughout the nations for over 1,900 years. But as we will see, there is so much more to come. We continue in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 15. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, As for you, son of man, take a stick for yourself and write on it, For Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. Then take another stick and write on it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel, his companions. Then join them one to another for yourself into one stick, and they will become one in your hand. Throughout Ezekiel, the prophet has performed action sermons where he acts something out as a sign of something that God would do. This is the last one in the book of Ezekiel. After the reign of Solomon, the nation split in two in 931 BC. The southern kingdom of Judah consisted of Judah and Benjamin, and the northern kingdom of Israel consisted of the remaining ten tribes. Joseph represented two tribes in Israel because Israel adopted Joseph's two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, as his own. So Israel was often referred to as Ephraim because it was the largest tribe or it could be because Jeroboam, the first king of the northern kingdom, came from Ephraim. Verse 18. And when the children of your people speak to you, saying, Will you not show us what you mean by these? Say to them, Thus says the Lord God Surely I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel, his companions, and I will join them with it, with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they will be one in my hand and the sticks on which you write will be in your hand before their eyes. Now often when God's people would perform some sign, the people didn't understand what it was supposed to mean. It required an explanation. It's clear from the sign and its interpretation that God would reunite the southern and northern kingdom of Israel in the future. They would become one in his hand. Now, this was no easy task for the northern kingdom of Israel had been taken captive by Assyria in 722 BC and were now scattered into various nations. But in the future, God will gather the descendants of the 12 tribes. He knows who they are and where they are and will make them one nation in their homeland. We've been watching this come to pass Because beginning about the turn of the 20th century, Jews from all over the world began to return to Palestine. And when Israel became a nation in 1948, it was no longer divided. It was one nation and is one nation today. But this is only the beginning of what God has in store for Israel in the future. Then say to them, thus says the Lord God, Surely I will take the children of Israel from among the nations wherever they have gone and will gather them from every side and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation in the land on the mountains of Israel. And one king shall be king over them all. They shall no longer be two nations, nor shall they ever be divided into two kingdoms again. The current regathering of the people into Israel is only a fraction of what it will be during the millennial reign of Christ when God will gather them from every side and bring them into their own land. We should also say that now they are dwelling in the land, not in faith in Jesus Christ, but they are as those bones that were brought together with the flesh and sinews, And yet the spirit of God has not yet come upon them in the way that he will when they receive Christ as their Lord at the end of the great tribulation period. At that time, God will make Israel one nation under God, never to be divided again, filled with this spirit and worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. God will establish one king over them. Now, can you guess who that is? They shall not defile themselves any more with their idols, nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions. But I will deliver them from all their dwelling places in which they have sinned, and I will cleanse them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. You see, the perennial problem in both the northern and southern kingdoms of Israel was that they had continued to defile themselves with their detestable idols. They threw the commandments of the Lord behind their backs and did whatever they wanted to do. But God will have mercy on them and deliver them from their places of sin. He will cleanse them. And the same is true with us. If God did not have mercy on us, when he found us in our sinful state, if he did not reveal Jesus Christ to us in his grace, then we would be dead in our trespasses and sins. But God did have mercy on us. He delivered us from the idols of this age and from our own selfishness. And he cleansed us by the blood of Jesus, adopting us into his own family. God said that then they would be his people and he will be their God. He has set them aside for a time, but he will restore them as his bride. And then she will be chaste and never unfaithful again. David, my servant, shall be king over them, and they shall all have one shepherd. They shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. Then they shall dwell in the land that I have given to Jacob, my servant, where your fathers dwelt, and they shall dwell there, they, their children and their children's children forever. And my servant David shall be their prince forever. David, God's servant, shall be king over them. Now, some people think that David will be resurrected from the dead, but I don't believe that that's what is being said here. Throughout Scripture, it is Christ, the son of David, whom we are told will sit on the throne of David and reign forever. Concerning Christ, David wrote in Psalm 110, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. So even David calls him Lord, even though he is his descendant. They will also have one shepherd. We know who that is, for Jesus identified himself as the good shepherd. And God will heal their backslidings so that they will walk in his judgments and observe his statutes and do them. God will make a new covenant with them in which they will delight. They will dwell in the land forever and finally take possession of all that God promised to Abraham. And God's servant David, that is Christ, shall be their prince forever. And what a marvelous day that will be moreover i will make a covenant of peace with them and it shall be an everlasting covenant with them i will establish them and multiply them and i will set my sanctuary in their midst forevermore my tabernacle also shall be with them indeed i will be their god and they shall be my people the nations also will know that i the lord sanctify israel when my sanctuary is in their midst forevermore. Now this covenant of peace that God will make with Israel will be the new covenant. You'll recall that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, while he was in the upper room with his disciples, he instituted the Lord's Supper or communion or the Eucharist. And he took the cup in his hand and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. It is the blood of Jesus that makes peace between us and God. There is no other way for us to be forgiven of our sins except through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And then God will establish and multiply his people in the land and his sanctuary and tabernacle will be with them forever. Now, when we get to chapter 40, we will see that Ezekiel describes this temple that will be built during the millennium. It will be the permanent temple and all the nations will know that the Lord sanctifies Israel and they will all bring their offerings and worship the Lord in Jerusalem. This is a glorious chapter because it reveals God's heart for unity. He desires oneness with His people and that they should themselves be one. Now, whether it is the children of Israel or believers in the church today, the Lord Wants his people to be united. Psalm 133 says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Now that is no easy task because people so easily gravitate toward their own ambitions and fulfilling their own desires. Therefore, the Apostle Paul exhorted the Ephesian believers in Ephesians 4.3. He said, Make every effort to keep The unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Notice, we keep what God has already provided through our faith in Jesus Christ. We have unity in the Spirit. In Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. We are one in Christ. But we have to make every effort to maintain that unity through the bond of peace. And in his high priestly prayer in John 17, Jesus prayed three times that his disciples would be one as he is one with the Father. Unity in the church would be the manifestation to the world that God sent his only son into the world and that he loves us even as he loves his own son. Warren Wearsby writes in his commentary, a divided church is not a strong church or a church-bearing witness to the grace and glory of God. God's people today need the fresh wind of the Spirit to give us new life from God and new love for one another. Dear God, please make it so and let it begin with me.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at office at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast, and please leave us a review. It helps a lot. Tomorrow we will see where the Lord prophesies against Gog of the land of Magog. In the latter days, God will bring him and his enemies against Israel. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ezekiel on Simply the Bible.